0: Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show. I'm the producer, David Lally. Sometimes we go back through the archives and bring you some content from the past. You know the expression, life's a game? Well, in this segment from our Mastermind event, Brian shares how to be all in to win the game of life. Let's listen in. We're here to talk about being all in. And the thing about it is you guys here already have somewhat of an advantage because you already have an all in energy. And if you have an all-in energy along with a few other tools, mindsets, methodologies, then, uh, man, we can get a lot of stuff done. And my hope for doing this type of work is that this is the A-team sitting in the room right here. And if I can affect you guys and give you the tools for the job, right, all three tools, you need the mindset, you need the motivation, and you have to have the methodologies that you go out and you be all-in on your good life, Now, each one of you represents a pebble or a rock on a pond that causes the ripple effect. might be the ripple effect in your immediate family, in your extended family. It might be the ripple effect in your community. It might be the ripple effect in your business, your office, your church, wherever. That's what this is all about. Because what I have here is special people who want to live special lives, and special lives don't happen in isolation. Would you guys agree? But I'm going to say this to you. What lasts, the rocks that build, the walls that last for centuries, those are principles. Those are character qualities, and those are the legacies that are left of well-lived lives. And that's what legacy is really all about. It's about the relationships. It's about the relationships. And here's the goal. If you become the best you're capable of being, you live the all-in good life you are going to affect positively the relationships you come in contact with, the people you spend the most time with, and then the people you spend less time with as it goes out. But you will be a pebble on a pond that has ripple effect. Now, can you imagine if we send this army of special forces, the 3,000 Navy SEALs in this room, out to go affect? Y'all can create a lot of good life chaos out there in the marketplace. Would you guys agree? So let's go get all in. You guys ready? First of all, All in. According to Mr. Webster, it's putting all of one's available resources into an effort. It's putting all of one's available resources into an effort. Okay? I want you to say that with me out loud. Read it out with me. One, two, three. All in is putting all of one's available. So if this resource is not available to you, it's okay if you don't put it all in because you don't have it. Your resources, your time, your energy, your money... Your capacity in any given time. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. One of the reasons why this particular topic can create so much challenge for people is because it creates for people so much sense of judgment and failure. And we're going to show you today how it's a different, different deal than that. All in. We want to put all our chips into the center of the table and go play. We want to put them all in. You know, in today's world, you get participation awards. I mean, it's true. If you manage to put on the uniform, you get an award at the end. And I'm all for positive affirmation. But the truth of the matter is, in life, there are winners and losers. And it's not about how much you have in your bank account or how much you don't. Pat Riley, Hall of Fame coach, said this. There are only two options regarding commitment, as we're talking about commitment. You're either in or you're out. There's no such thing as life in between. Next, people, when they're not all in they sometimes they're plagued by the shadow of doubt. How many of you ever have a lot of doubt? Cause I can see your hands? How many of you have so much doubt you didn't even know if you should put up your hand? <laughs> this is nothing new. And here's what I am going to say in our world today with the amount of influence and the amount of information and the amount of opinions out there in the marketplace. Our culture moves so fast now and with the social media and with the actual medias and all the different medium available to us things just chatter up all the time and it's very easy to be on a path that you've committed to that you think is right but for doubt to enter in because there's so many opinions now you think about it in older times it was somewhat easier for humanity in this regard not in regards to lifestyle or maybe security or providing for yourself for your food and whatever else but You know, when you were living on the farm, you weren't getting called out on Facebook. Bill Shakespeare said it this way. He goes, our doubts are traitors. Oh, I'm on first name basis with him. (laughs) And make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. What does that lead to? A very deadly thing called indecision. Again, this becomes a consequence. Indecision. Michael Hagstrom says this, indecision is the enemy of progress. Not saying yes to one possibility is saying no to them all. Another consequence of not being all in is your talent lays dormant. Your God-given talents and abilities, the way you've been wired up, the way you've been made. And it just sits there And we end up wringing our hands, being frustrated Should I, should I not, should I this, should I die And again, I'm not saying you, you shouldn't be prudent You shouldn't be smart I'm not telling you to take the chips and fire them in Let's play craps You do your assessment You write your goals, you set your plans You put your budgets in place You look at what it's going to take to do it And then you go And you trust yourself And you trust the gifts you have and you go And you're going to learn a few things along the way This is a quote that's very, very powerful for me. I think about this all the time. She was one of the revolutionary women in American culture because she wrote common sense columns, Irma Bombek. And she goes, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. You see, the power of that quote for me is this. It has nothing to do with comparison. It has nothing to do with who has a bigger home or a better car or a bigger bank account or any of those things. By the way, the person with the bigger home and the bigger car might not be using their talent fully. Are you guys with me? And when you're not using your talents, when you're not all in, here's the thing, the person who knows it the most is you. You know it, and it eats you from the inside out. And it shows up in frustration, it shows up in anger, it shows up in resentments, it shows up in depression. It shows up many, many ways. But the truth of the matter is, when we're not using our talents, nobody has to tell us that. We know. We know. It starts with the mindset of being all in. Another consequence of not being all in is a tendency to quit. A tendency to quit. Now, I want to address this for a second, because that's a harsh word. Harsh. Someone who quits is called a what? All right. I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you have ever started something and not followed through? Could I see your hands? What is this, like the quitter convention right here? (laughs) So, can I tell you why you're not quitters? If I can prove it. Because you're here. You're probably a stopper. You started something, you had great intentions, you did it for a while, you got some momentum, maybe some bad news, maybe you're on the workout program, you got an injury, maybe, you you know, you felt sweat for the first time and you thought your body was freaking out. (laughs) And for some reason or another, you stopped. Now watch this. Then the internal critic goes to work and starts to hammer, hammer away. You always quit. You always give up. You're a bum. Just so you know, you're going to start something new, but you're going to do this again. Now, here's the thing. The quitter is the person who's given up hope. The quitter is the person who becomes the cynic. The quitter is the person who says, I'm not going to try anymore. Tried that. Not going to work. The quitter tends to be the person who gets hurt and says, never again. The stopper, they go, well... I'll try this now. The key is to shorten the gaps between when you start something and when you stop. So you may always be a stopper, but the goal is instead of I started and then I stopped and then four months later I started again. Now if you go from four months to three months, you're an improver. Are you guys with me? And that's the key. And the reason being is we get into a mode where we get very, very self-judgmental, self-condemnation. Self-image takes all these hits, and we buy into these reinforced positions that people give us. As long as you're still trying, you're not a quitter. That's the bottom line. As long as you're still trying, you're not a quitter. And I'm all good with that. Now the problem for us, how many of you are in the sales business here? Can I see your hands, please? Here is the problem. We are talented with this area of the body. Olympic gymnasts of the tongue We just got it going on We could talk our way in and out of anything Okay, is that true? And we are able to sell ourselves So we are gifted in the area of excuse making We don't make excuses We tell doozies Are you with me? And my mentor Jim Rohn said this Black and white, he said this way He goes, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an an excuse. If you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Just have to be aware, we're really talented excuse makers, very gifted. You might not be a quitter, but you might be a what? And the goal is to shorten the time and the distance between restarting. Never give up. Here's the biggest consequence of not being all in. You never get to experience what could be. You never get to experience what you could be, what your life could be, never get to experience it. And I'm just going to say this, the good life is being all in. I'm going to put my chips on the table. I'm going to go for it to see what can be. It will not be perfect. Let me just tell you this, my good life is not perfect, but the good life is real good. Is that true? And when you're all in, that's it. You're doing the best you can. Nelson Mandela said it this way, here's a guy that spent 27 years in jail and becomes the president of a country. There is no passion to be found in playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. This is a man who had a lot of time to think in a small little cell for 27 years. What I want to say is being not all in is more of the norm If you fit in with the crowd and do what everyone else is doing Now we say that to our kids The kids say, man, mom, dad, everyone else is doing it We say, that's not a good enough excuse Is that true? But there is more conformity among adults than there ever is with kids So you want to know about all in? I'm just going to give you a couple of black and white data pieces And again, not intention to judge or hammer, beat up anybody But I just want to show you some of the stats In our politically correct world today We're not allowed to say some people win and some people lose We're not allowed to say that That sounds judgmental. I understand that. But let me show you some things, right? People say, I want to take care of my finances. 65% of Americans do not have a budget. We know, in coaching you guys, and you know, if you don't have a budget, you're not going to take care of your finances. Is that a true statement, yes or no? So let me ask you this. Is it normal for people to have a budget, or is it abnormal? It's abnormal. It's around a third of the people. So if you do what everybody else is doing, you will not be, what are the two words? You won't be all in. Financially. Now this isn't half, but it's close. 41% of Americans have less than $500 in savings. This is the wealthiest country in the history of mankind. Even amongst the average person. But 41% of people have less than $500 in savings. How about education? How are we doing there? You know that outside of mortgage debt... The second largest debt in the United States is student loans. It's approaching a trillion dollars. Okay, how many of you have kids in college? Okay, big breath. Ready, big breath. (sighs) This is going to (laughs) hurt. 41% of students at a four-year college do not graduate. 62% of students at a two-year college do not graduate. Here's what I want to say. That is as much to do with the consequence of that when you begin something, you say, I'm all in no matter what. I'm starting this, and I don't care what the hell happens, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to start this, and no matter what comes my way, I'm going to get it done. All in has great benefits. All out has big consequences. You might think you're safe. I'm just going to hang on right here to your $500. I'm gonna hang on right here to my no budget. I'm gonna be safe right here to not graduate. I'm gonna say there's tremendous benefits by being all in, tremendous benefits. You put them all in. And I'm gonna say there's big consequences to not being all in. If that makes sense, say aye. How about business? 50% of businesses within five years fold. 67% of businesses within 10 years. Okay, watch this. How many of you are in business more than 10 years? Could I see your hands nice and high? Nice and high. Look around the room. You're in the top one third, baby. Now we're going to celebrate because we're still around. But here's the thing. You need to know when you're in business, you better be all in. Would you guys agree? What are we all in? All in. Here's what I want to tell you. And I've never told you this before. How many of you want to live the good life? Being all in is the price of the good life It's the price to pay There is a price to pay for everything Being all in is the price to pay All right So here's what we're going to do right now We're going to take 30 seconds Zig used to call this a checkup from the neck up These are your dials This is just for you On a scale of 1 to 10 10 the ultimate Okay Living the dream baby as good as can be, I want you to give yourself a number in each area. Okay? Scale of 1 to 10. From 1 to 10, where are you spiritually? 1 to 10, where are your family and friendships, your relationships? In your career, 1 to 10. Over here, financially, how are you doing 1 to 10? What does your accountant say? What does your coach say? Personally, your physical life, your emotional well-being, you know, how your health... Give yourself a rating, one to 10. Now don't be looking in your neighbor's book to see if they're more screwed up than you. Just so you can raise your own (laughs) self-esteem. Got a doozy sitting next to me. (whistles) Glad you're here. Just give yourself a number. Don't worry about it. Hep is on the way. The little St. Bernard's coming with the brandy bottle right over the hill right now. Okay, look up here. How many of you wrote in a number in each area? Let me see your hands. How many of you have room for improvement? Let me see your hands. Good, good, we don't have to end the class right now. The price of the good life is being all in. Here's the thing, let me just tell you. You're gonna see less and less examples of role models and examples of what the good life looks like. Because in our culture today and the way it works, what's held up is someone who's all in in one area and the thing about it is the true heroes they don't show up many times in books and novels and biographies what we'll get is we'll get an example of someone who did something great maybe this and that and the other but rarely will you see the other story rarely you find out what's going on and the truth of the matter is if you had a chance to be with that person and talk to that person they might have different issues you see the all-in person who's willing to make improvements in all five key areas Those are the people that you come and you learn later on in life, that was it. And they won't get trophies, they won't get plaques, and they won't get awards. But what they will have is a life well lived and a legacy of loved ones. Are you guys with me, yes or no? My father-in-law, Jim Robinson, served our country in the Air Force for 24 years. Okay. Involved in his community, involved in giving back. Always has to haul away from our events to go back to go and volunteer at the boys' club and spend a week with those. Involved with serving the vets long after he's gotten away. Okay, and been gone. American Legion, commander in the state of Georgia for decades. The guy who fixes the neighbor's fences, does whatever else. Julie says to me, he's the busiest retired guy I've ever seen. And here's the thing. He won't be on CNN tonight or next week or the next week after that great family, great man, great life, good guy, someone I want to emulate to be like, great legacy. It will not be on the cover of Time magazine. Are you guys hearing me? Okay. I can say the same about my dad. My dad is the opposite of me. I mean, if he actually had to stand up in front of a group of people and talk, he would actually fall over dead right then. (laughs) I mean, right then. Okay? But you talk about a family. You talk about legacy. You talk about all in. All in to the best of what he could do as a painter in the south side of Dublin. Living in the same house for 60 years, but married to the same woman for 60 years. Are you guys with me? You have to understand what's important to you. What price are you willing to pay? How important is it? Now the next piece of the puzzle is what happens is our mind and very much easily the people around us will say that your circumstances actually dictate what you end up with. So for most people then you get the cards. The cards that you play the game with, they're your life circumstances. What kind of hand have you been dealt? You know, as I've started to learn more and more of your stories, there's some people in this room have been dealt hands that have been hard to fathom. Some of you have overcome very, very tough upbringings. Some of you have had some experiences in your life very traumatic. Some of you have had to overcome catastrophic illness, sudden death in families, financial (laughs) overhaul, corrections in the market, and then just living life in general. And so it's very easy to go, here's the hands I was dealt, here's the family I was born into, here's my situation. You know, you think about Oprah Winfrey. She's born into poverty, Molested as a child, gets pregnant at 14, gives up the baby, and becomes an icon, not just in America, but all over the world, one of the most successful people we have. Is that true? She was dealt a specific set of hands. It's how you play the hand is the key. And the hand you've been dealt was designed for you. There are principles I have in my mind. There are quotes, there are scriptures, and there are things that I've been given, wisdom I've been imparted that I hang on to. My mother would always say this to me. She said, Brian, God builds the back for the burden. There are things that I've endured and gone through that might kill somebody else. And there are things that that person's gone through that might kill me. But God builds the back for the burden. And whatever hand you've been dealt is the hand you've been dealt and we got to play it. We got to play it. Doesn't mean you don't mourn, doesn't mean you don't suffer, doesn't mean you don't feel, but this is the hand I've been dealt. Are you guys with me? All right. When you're playing your hand, listen, this is crucial. Everyone's going to have an opinion on how you should play your hand. They're going to tell you what to do and how to do and the way to do it. You know why? Cuz it's really easy to give people advice about how they should live their life. I'm going to show you how this plays out. In the first part of my life, there was only one movie that was at the top of the list. Cool Hand Luke. And I loved everything. And I so identified as a kid, growing up on the south side of Dublin, not having a lot of resources, being on the wrong school, on the wrong side of the tracks. And this guy, he'd get hit and he'd come back. And he'd get hit and he'd come back. And every time someone told him he couldn't, he would. And he'd eat 50 eggs because no one can eat 50 eggs. But there's a scene in the movie that's brilliant they're having a game of cards. That's where Cool Hand gets his name. You see, the circumstances aren't so hot. Cool Hand has a bum hand. He got a bad set of cards. He's actually got nothing. And he's playing the game. And he plays it all in. He's committed. You'll see him counting out his money. And he decides, I'm gonna be all in. I'm gonna win or I'm gonna lose, but I'm gonna be all in. He's playing against people who have better cards better circumstances, better opportunity, who start listening to people to telling them how to play the game. And because they have the shadow of doubt and they have indecision, cool hand Luke wins the game with a bum hand. Sometimes nothing can be a real cool hand. You know what? When I came to America and I had 92 bucks in my wallet, I didn't know it at the time. I wasn't thinking I had a cool hand. Cool hand Luke wishes he had better cards I didn't want to come to America with 92 bucks That's how it worked out But it turned out it was a pretty cool hand The chips The chips are your time, your energy, and your money They're your resources How do you use your time? How do you use your energy? Mental energy, emotional energy Here's a thought for you are you aware that it takes the exact same amount of energy to worry as it does to believe? The exact same amount of energy to worry as it does to believe. This energy is an energy that will drive you down. This is an energy over here on the belief side that will push you forward. It's the same amount of energy how you're using your energy. You're it in the worry. You're throwing it into belief. Belief in yourself. Belief in the opportunity. Belief in what you have. Belief in what you're going for. The game itself, well, that's your life. And we want to be great at this. So there's consequences to not being all in. Being all in is the price of the good life. And we've talked about what it is, what the chips are, what the cards are, what the game is. Now we want to talk about what the actual elements of being all in are. This is the how-to side. This is where I'm going to give you some tools to help you at least. For some of you, you just need to move one foot in front of the other right now. Some of you are going to be able to make giant leaps. The first element of being all in is commitment. It's commitment. Here's a quote, commitment means staying loyal to what you said you were gonna do long after the mood you set it in has left you. (laughs) Next, priorities are established. You gotta establish your priorities, okay? You gotta establish your priorities. Now, just so you know, I'm gonna say something now. This is hard to hear. I'm gonna tell you, you can be all in in all five circles, but you can't be in in a bunch of things in each circle. Did you guys hear what I just said? You can be all in in all five circles. It takes everything, but you better establish your priorities in each one. I got kids that are extremely talented athletically, obviously. And it's good when they're younger or whatever else But the thing about it is the kids have goals The kids have dreams They've been setting goals with you for years and years And it gets to a point where Okay, in this particular area i got to be all in If I want to be great at something If that makes sense, say I. Got to be all in Oil tycoon H.L. Hunt said this He goes, decide what you want Decide what you're willing to exchange for it Establish your priorities And go to work establish your prayer so you have to go through this exercise what's important in each one of these areas you can be all in in each area it can be done but you just can't have a bunch in each one are you guys with me yes or no next the elements of all in here's a dirty word a swear word in our culture today sacrifice sacrifice you have to be willing to sacrifice 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 your time, sacrifice your energy. Saying yes to this might mean saying no to that. There's sacrifice involved. You've got to put time, energy, effort. You've got to do it when you don't feel like doing it. You've got to give of yourself to be all in. Okay? The most critical thing is to sacrifice what you are today for what you can be tomorrow, which is our comfort zones. Let me tell you one of the biggest things I can give you as a gift here today About all in. All in is an attitude of the heart. It's an attitude of the heart. Being all in. It's an attitude of the heart. When you go to pursue an all in attitude and take action, fears are going to arise. Silly fears, goofy fears, but it doesn't matter. There are fears. And the fear is what paralyzes us from being all in. Let me just tell you this listen, when you are getting closer to being all in, You're going to feel fear The other guys You're going to see people won't follow you The competition will go away The antagonists will go away When you're more all in than they are You raise the bar You put more chips on the table You put more time You put more energy You put more focus You put more passion You'll see people backing down You want the good life It's an attitude of the heart Put your chips on the table Put them all in The fears are gonna come. All fears, to some degree, are somewhat irrational. When you pursue the all-in life, you need to know you're gonna have some fears. Sometimes you just gotta make your decision and jump. Everybody good? Next, a clear picture of what you desire. You need a clear picture of what you desire. Steve Jobs said, if you're working on something exciting, you really care about it, you don't have to be pushed, the vision pulls you. You know, that's important. If you're working on something exciting you really care about you don't have to be pushed the vision pulls you you know how many of you feel like you're the one always pushing could I see your hands when you get a clear picture and the goal is to create a vision that will pull you along on the days you don't feel like doing it that pulls you along on the days you're feeling down pulls you along on the days when you have setbacks pulls you along on the days you're having the doubts that's all part of it We need a strong vision okay I've had a chance to talk to some people about this because I really wanted to survey what was going on. I'm actually going to do something I've never done. And this is going to be almost like a little coaching session on how to apply this content. And what I'm going to do right now is address the single biggest objections there are to this whole philosophy and mindset of being all in. So here are the questions. How can I be all in in multiple areas of my life simultaneously? How can I be all in in multiple areas of my life simultaneously? Multiple areas of my life. By the way, this is applicable for everybody, but this is especially for men. One of the great gifts that men tend to have is an ability to focus. But the problem is, we're limited on how many things we can focus on. Ladies, how many of you have ever gone shopping with a man? It's an experience, isn't it? You see, for women, they're going shopping. It's an experience. See, for men, we're, we're kind of simple creatures. It's a hunting expedition. Honey, let's go shopping. Well, we have to have a reason. We have to have a purpose. What are we shopping for? What are we shopping for? Um, she just makes something up. Blouse. I need a new blouse. Okay. Blouse, blouse. (laughs) So the first store she takes us to is? The shoe store, of course. That's where you start the process. We are a little confused. The circuits aren't quite working. Eh, 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 tell, tell, tell. <laughs> no blouse, no blouse. Just shoes, just shoes. <laughs> After a while, she's picking up the vibe. We're not quite digging the whole shoe thing, but now she has a pair of shoes. And now, sort to get the shoes right. We have to go to the bag store because that's the next progression in your mind. But for Charlie, Killam tomorrow mind. There's no blouses in the bag store And by now he is popping a gasket Finally We're ruining your day You take us to the blouse store Red, blue, pink, white, pick And you go It's just not hitting me So here's the thing how can I be all-in in more than one thing? I just—it It is hard. There's a reason why there's so many examples of people who are all in one area. It's easier to do that, to focus all your energies. By the way, there's a great reward in that you get great momentum. It's like getting A-pluses in a class. Well, you get feedback, you get an encouragement. I just go, 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 go. I'm just going to do this one thing. But the problem is when you do that in life and you fail the family test, or the health test, or the financial test, or the spiritual test, that causes problems. Are you guys with me? So let me right now give you a great gift, and this is a little phrase that's really going to help you. It's about having a season of emphasis. It's about having a season of emphasis. When you go to pursue your all-in, you need to know that there's different seasons in your life. You know, psychologists and many, many surveys have revealed one of the greatest sources of depression is that when a person's focusing on their current circumstances and they do this, they project that this circumstance is the way it's going to be forever. What I'm feeling right now is the only feeling I'm ever going to have. And that's when people feel a sense of hopelessness. Are you guys hearing me? Here's a great gift. It's a season. It's a season. And there are different seasons. Back in my real estate days, I had cute kids, so I took them to open houses to try to manipulate buyers into the all cute, so they wouldn't see what kind of a wolf listing I had, and they'd buy the house. Now, that's 21 years ago. It's a different season You know, I'm in a different season now with my whole family. The boys, the boys are here. I'm used to them being little guys and this and that and the other. They went on a college visit on Saturday. Yeah, how many of you have been coming for years and suddenly feel very old? Okay, they're looking at cars and doing a college visit. It's a different season. You know, I never thought of that. And there's a blessing and a beauty to that. Now we're doing stuff we never even thought about. So here's what happened. It's about three months ago. Five o'clock in the morning, and I hear this whack in the bedroom. I bolt upright. And I'm ready to go. It's dark, and I'm reaching for the light. You know, this is not a home defense video. And as I'm crawling around, kind of stumbling, falling on the sheet, I hear another whack. I hit the ground. And I look up, and it's my wife on the other side of the bed. You okay? You okay? She has a golf club in her hand. Oh. Well, we had just watched the U.S. Open. She got inspired. So she has these little tea bags with a cloth cover on them. And she is whacking golf balls, and she is knocking our family portraits off the freaking mantelpiece on the fireplace. And I'm like, what you doing? I'm learning to play golf. I'm like, in our bedroom? These Olympians, they're wired a little differently. So now she's after it So I'll be home Like I'm prepping for mastermind I'm putting in 13, 14 hours a day I'm coming home I left at 7 I'm coming in 8, 9 o'clock at night I come walk in the door <laughs> She's like, hey, hey You ready to go hit the range? <laughs> huh, what's that? <laughs> sure, sure I'm ready to go hit the range <laughs> So now we're all in So we were on our last trip to Hawaii We did something we haven't done Since the kids were born We played golf together Different seasons. And I'm I'm giving you that in one area. A guy named Solomon, who was considered one of the wisest men who ever lived, he said this, a powerful, powerful affirmation. He said, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time for everything. What does that mean? It might be a season where, okay, I got a bad diagnosis. Okay? Those genes I thought I fit into, I jumped off the mantelpiece, and they wouldn't go past the knees. You have to have tried that to be able to talk about that. <laughs> I say, like, okay, that's this season. So what's going to happen? I'm all in. I'm all in on my life. I'm not going to do it to the exclusion of everything else. Listen, but I have a season of emphasis where this is going to get a weighted amount of my time, energy, and resources. If that makes sense, say aye. In my business. My business isn't where it needs to be right now, yada, yada. I have a season of emphasis, Okay. I've just gone through a traumatic experience I've gone through a a passing of a loved one A sickness, a family member In a terrible situation I'm going to have a season of emphasis On me and my personal life I'm going to have a season of emphasis On my finances Here's what we're going to do We're not going to live like misers But for a season we're going to tighten the belt Are you guys with me, yes or no? And you can be all in together. You're still moving things forward. You don't do it to the exclusion of everything. But there's a season of emphasis where one of these areas is going to get more attention than the other. If that makes sense, AI. Next question I get asked all the time, I feel overwhelmed. How can I balance all of this? How can I balance it? Now this, the overwhelm piece, if the men get single-minded, the women tend to get overwhelmed. Now again, women get single-minded and men get overwhelmed. But just across the board. And you guys know my position on this. You see, balance is such a deadly term because balance is a destination. Balance is a destination. I want you to write it in. The balance is a destination. The mindset is balancing. And it is such a freeing thing when you embrace this. The mindset is balancing. When people say, how can I have more balance? They're saying, I want that destination. I want that destination. The good life is a process. There's joy. There's not always happiness. Did you guys hear what I just said? How do I have balance? It's a destination. What we're looking for is balancing. It's this. Balancing means that the weight goes to the wrong fulcrum constantly. Okay, I'm spending too much time on the golf course. I'm spending too much time in my business. I'm spending too much energy with these clients. I'm not spending enough energy on my health. And it's a balancing act. It's never perfected. It can't be perfected. It can't be perfected. We live on a world that turns. The world actually rotates on its axis. We have life that changes. We have families that grow up. We have hairlines that recede. And so the life changes. This is success. This is it. It's never, I've got it. Now I don't have to think about it anymore. I've arrived. Boom. The good life is a balancing act. If that makes sense, say I. But I feel like I couldn't be more all in. I feel like I'm already all in. I'm all in, Brian. Now that might be because I feel tired. I feel overwhelmed, I feel drained. No, what that means is you're out of balancing, Okay, you're at a tipping point in some area. Did you guys hear what I just said? Okay, you might have to rebalance in an area right now. Here's the thing, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed out to the max, I'm full of anxiety, I'm full of worry, I'm full of fear, I'm over here. You know what that means? Listen, I need to take more time for myself so I can grow my capacity So I'm capable of being more all-in for everyone else and myself. If that makes sense, say I. So, okay, I'm out of whack. Great. Now you need to take time for yourself. See, most people will say, I'm doing this for myself. And even when we say those words for most of us, we feel guilty in saying that. Are you guys with me? It feels like a false justification. I almost have to be angry to say that. And it's not true. It's, I need to take care of myself. And here's the phrase, so that I have more capacity. When you work out, you have more capacity. When you eat better, you have more capacity. When you get more sleep, you have more capacity. When you make sure that you kind of reduce exposure to guaranteed stressors, it increases your capacity. Okay, when you grow, it increases your capacity. When you achieve a goal, it increases your capacity. When you're around phenomenally motivated, encouraging people, it increases your capacity. So many of the staff said, man, people were so fired up from just how we got things going last night. They were like, I just needed a jolt. I was like, great. And it grows the capacity. What's the answer to that? Get an outside perspective. Be open to feedback and ask for, here's a key phrase, gracious responses. Get outside perspective. Be open to feedback. Do not ask the question, I want you to be brutally honest with me. You'll find a line out the door. Get outside perspective. Be open to feedback. And ask for what kind of responses? Gracious Gracious responses. So get outside perspective. you got to be open to feedback and ask for gracious responses. Bill Gates said, we all need people who give us feedback. That's how we improve. Okay? We all need feedback. We all need feedback. Another question I get is, I'm not sure I'm all in in any area at all. I'm not sure I'm all in And if that's the case, here's what I would say Just pick one Pick one area of life that means a lot to you and do one thing One area, one thing Say that with me One area, how many things? So pick one area of life that means a lot to you And do one thing A famous Irish poet said the following quote He said this Never half-ass two things he goes, always whole ass one thing. That's the key. <laughs> Here's the question. What will it take for a 50% improvement in the next 12 months? That's a giant statement. 50% improvement. How many of you would like to see a 50% improvement in the quality of your good life in the next 12 months? Let me see your hands. Now, does that sound ethereal seminarish? Honestly. I know you're believers and you're all in, but let me ask you. Does it sound a little daunting? It's not (laughs) Let's go back to our list You had a number So let's say you had a 5 Okay All we need in this area is a 10% improvement What would be a 10% improvement in the spiritual circle? Exactly 15 different answers It would be a 5.5 so what would that mean? What would that look like? What would you have to do? What would you have to do to improve from being a 5 to a 5.5 in your spiritual life? Maybe it's I'm going to read a book once a quarter. Maybe it's I'm, I'm going to take time to say a five-minute prayer to start my day. And maybe for you spiritually is in the, in the form of giving or serving. I'm going, to, I'm going to give in this one area or to this one group or to this one set of people once a week. It's not rocket science, it's not monumental. We need a 10% improvement over here, okay? How many of you think you can go from a five to a 5.5? Let me see your hands. Okay, in your business, in your vocation, what numbers did you have? What kind of numbers you got? So let's say you're a six. That would mean all your notes are gone every month. 10% improvement gets you to what? Your relationships, you're a seven. We're going to get to what? Okay. Financially, can anyone do a little improvement here? So we're going to go from a three to a 3.3. Are you guys following me? Okay, now, just so you know, this is a principle. There's mathematical formula here that breaks down. Here's the principle I'm trying to share with you. If you have five areas of your life that you have a 10% improvement in... You've improved the quality of your life by 50%. All you need to do is add one thing in each area. It might be once a day. It might be once a week. It might be once a month. How many of you think you can handle that? Let me see your hands. Life's hard by the yard. It's a cinch by the inch. Hard by the yard, a cinch by the inch. It's about breaking it down into the small. Breaking it down into the small, you get big. You wanna make your business big, make your focus small. I'm gonna share with you the key is about having this attitude that's all in. Are you guys all in? Are you all in? Yeah. Say, I am all in. All, in. all in. Let me finish by telling you a story about all in and where I learned so many of the lessons in my life is from my mother. My mother was my champion still is to this day my whole life growing up she'd say you can do it briny you can do it whatever I was up to you can do it and many many years ago I used to tell a story about Therese, and I haven't told this story in years but I'm going to tell it today it's a long time ago back in Dublin we're on a holiday my dad's a painter so every car we ever owned was a station wagon he'd take the paraffin and all the good stuff out but leave the smell we would pack up six kids mom, dad and we would get into the car we wouldn't have enough room for luggage so you'd have black plastic bags You put all your clothes in put them in the trunk and two of us would sit in the trunk you didn't have to have car seats then you had a thing called laps well this was a number of years ago my mom was pregnant with my brother Kevin now and back in the day people got married earlier and they had all their kids earlier But we kept going, and Mom was pregnant at 44 with Kevin, which at the time was very unusual. My brother Dermot, about 16 months old, he's the baby, he's a little infant, and we're going down to Wexford. So we're going down the country, we arrive, and we're gonna go get something to eat. So we unpack all our stuff, we get back in the car. It's one of the few days in Ireland, we have about three days a year where it gets hot, and it was a hot day, about 90 degrees and humid. Mama won happy. She's 44 years old and eight months pregnant. She ain't happy. You follow me? So we're driving along, driving along, driving along, and we get to this real rural part of Wexford, and we run out of petrol. This did not improve the mother-father relationship. (laughs) And this was back in the day when cars were made of metal. So we opened the doors. My brother Dermot, uh, we put him in the top of a pram, we open up the hatchback because we want him to breathe, the little fella. He's going to grow up to be a CEO one day. We want him to breathe. And we start pushing the car. And we're doing all right. The doors are open. We're all pushing. Mam is walking behind, just grumbling, saying a few things. My mother was right. Never should have married him. So we get to this hill. This hill's called the Tinker's Heartbreak. And it's just this bloody steep hill, and it's as straight as a line. And all of a sudden now, things get iffy. So we start pushing this car up the hill, okay? And we are sweating like dogs. Mama's trailing behind. We're going up, we're going up, okay? We're going up, going up, pushing up the hill, and we're not getting very far, you know? And it's just this grind getting this heavy car, dad and a bunch of, you know, four young kids pushing this car up the hill and the baby in the trunk. So we get to the top of the hill, okay? And ma'am is not doing good, okay? She's sweating. She's eight months ready to deliver. Going up the hill. Not good, not good. And we kind of turn around. we are got to go back to help her up the hill. All of a sudden, as we're walking towards her, she lets out this blood-curling, brave heart scream. We look back. The car is gone. It's gone over the top of the hill. The hill on the other side is twice as steep. The car is in neutral, flying down the hill with Dermot bouncing around in the back of the car. Now, we were all young, pretty fit, and we start taking off, sprinting as fast as we can. I'm telling you, this happened. This is a true story. We are hauling after this thing, hauling after this thing, and out of nowhere, like Carl Lewis at the finish line, this b- blur, boom. And it was a 44-year-old woman, eight months pregnant, bang. Bang this happened. she gets to the car before it gets there's a ditch at the bottom of the hill she grabs the bumper and single-handedly brings the car to a stop before the car goes into a ditch happened and she's sitting there and she's like "Ah! Ah! Ah!" it happened was my mom all in now were we all in yeah. Well, my dad was about to be all in a grave. <laughs> but she was more all in than, than we were. And she did something that no one would have said she was capable of. It wasn't practical. It wasn't reasonable to ever think something like that could happen. But she saved the car. She saved Dermo. And then quickly thereafter, she managed to deliver Kevin all at the same time. That's a good life, isn't it? Are you guys all in? Therese Buffini showed me the meaning of all in. We're going to get you guys all in. All in on your goals, all in on your dreams. Put your chips in the middle of the table on your good life. Wow, that was powerful content. I was struck by the question he posed about balance. And I know a lot of us struggle with work-life balance. But now that we know the secret, it's balancing, not balance, that we should strive for, with just little adjustments along the way. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And until next time, I'll leave you with a little Irish blessing from Brian's mum, Therese. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sunshine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.